Good morning. Welcome to Pine Tops Baptist Church on this Resurrection Sunday. Our Savior is alive, amen? And we are here to celebrate that today, but we're glad that you are with us uh, this morning. I'm Pastor Randy, and, uh, and I'm just glad and tickled uh, to be here. Uh, just some things first off. Um, if you came in and didn't get a blossom uh, this morning. Could you raise your hand up? We want to make sure you had one. Did everybody get one on the way in? We got one right up here in the front. And then in the same token, did you get a, uh, a communion cup? If you didn't get a communion cup, would you raise your hand? We want to make sure you got one of those as well. All right. That looks good to me then. All right. Good. Thank you, Durwood. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right. Well, we're glad that you're here this morning. Uh, I'm going to pray, and we're going to jump right in. Let's pray together. Father God, we are uh, grateful uh, to be here today uh, to celebrate uh, that our Savior is alive, that he is no longer in that tomb, uh, but he is seated at the right hand with you in glory. And so, Father, today we celebrate because through that resurrection we have salvation. Through that resurrection we have hope. And so, Father, now we'd ask that you meet with us by your Holy Spirit. You'd, you'd touch the hearts of the people that are here, uh, that they'd hear from you today, God. We pray all this now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Good morning, everyone, again. I'd like to welcome you each morning to Pine Tops Baptist Church this morning. Uh, last Sunday, I asked us to stand in honor of Pastor Larry Boone. It was his last Sunday, so this time, I'd like to ask you all to stand in honor of the pastor and his family, and also the call to worship, if you would stand at this time. Call to worship is up from the grave here rose, and Christ the Lord is risen today. Still no singing. I wish we could. As many people as we got here, it would sound tremendous.
Thank you, and you may be seated. Amen. We're going to do something special right now. We're going to, we're going to uh, put our blossoms on the cross. And uh, as we think about this, you know, I, I, was, I was considering, um, you know, it's odd. You know, if this would be, uh, just imagine yourself uh, the electric chair or, or the, the lethal injection table. You see, this, this, was, a, this was a thing of torture, a, a thing of execution, uh, there was no beauty to be had in this. And yet our God, for some reason, said, you know what? I'm going to use a cross to save the world. I- I'm going to save my people through a sacrifice. And you look at this cross now, and it ain't nothing pretty about it, right? It's ugly, got chicken wire all over it. And, you know, it's old. It's, it, well, it ain't crooked no more. Mike fixed that, but it's... But it ain't, it ain't nothing to be looked at. But man, today, this torture device, this execution instrument, man, it gives us hope today. And so we're going to take those blossoms and we're going we're to place them on this cross. And we're going to take this ugly, ragged cross and we're going we're to transform it into something that's beautiful because now the cross is beautiful that which the world sees as foolishness, you Christians and your cross. Oh, but that cross is hope. And so we're going to ask the deacons to come, and they're aware of the, of the process. Um, and so they're going to take their positions. Uh, they're going to dismiss you row by row uh, to, to, to um, blossom the, the cross. I'm going I'm to put my blossom on right now. And then after that, as, uh, as the, the musicians play, we're going we're to take and transform this into something beautiful. Something beautiful.
So as the musicians continue to play just softly, let's look at this and thank our Lord for what he's done for us with the cross. Let us, let's just take a moment to pray silently and thank him for our salvation and thank him for what he made the cross for us. Let's take a moment, please. Thank you for the cross, that which saves us from our sins. Thank you for Jesus that took our place. Father, may we never grow tired of thinking about what you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It's me again. <laughs> this morning I'm going to be singing and sing, I'm going to sing I Saw Love. It's the second time I've sung this song at this church, but I have a confession to make. Due to technology and Sydney back there, this song is going to be played in a lower key. And if any of you try to sing the high notes, you'll be thoroughly blessed to be able to do that. Uh, I always uh, said that whenever my daddy heard me sing this song, when I got through, he would say, I don't see how in the world you hit them high notes. He said, that would strain my goozle. He would always say that. <laughs> so this morning, I like to sing, I Saw Love. saw the crowd laughing and mocking as he slowly walked down the street I saw the man carrying the cross on his back as it fell many times at his
So that was me. Thank you. Man, that was good. I tell you what, if that don't, if that don't light your fire, your wood's wet. That's about the truth there. Man, a lot. I do apologize. I get a little excited. And so, but man, that was good, brother. That was good. Thank you, man. I saw love. Ha! Mm. Have your Bibles this morning. I encourage you to open the Gospel of John, chapter 20. The Gospel of God, John, chapter 20. And we're going we're gonna to focus in on John, chapter 20. In verse 18, as you uh, flip there, I just want to thank you, um, each of you, uh, for the way that you've welcomed my wife and my children here uh, to Pine Tops, North Carolina. Uh, It has been a good first week, and uh, the Lord is good, and we're glad to be here. So thank you for your, your, just your goodness to to us, and, and, and all the ways that you've loved us. John chapter 20 and verse 18 says this, Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. Let us pray together. Father, we are grateful for the love. We're grateful that we can see. Father, I just love to see the way Your hand works and moves, even those we didn't even talk. And Father, yet, how you've brought this service together. And and your people are going to understand this more in a minute. But Father, I thank you that we saw love. Father, I do pray for each person that's here right now. I pray by your Holy Spirit you'd start to speak to them. Father, I, I pray if there's one here today that doesn't know you, that hasn't put their faith in Jesus, that today would be their day of salvation, that today they would turn from their sins and turn to Jesus. Father, I'd ask that you help this preacher just for a minute to step out of the way so that you can be seen in all your glory and splendor, that your word would go forth with power. And so, Father, bless everything now. For your honor and glory, we pray it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Have you ever, uh, perhaps I I know that you have, have you ever been driving and forgot how you have arrived at your destination? Like you're just going down the road and you're like, man, I left here, now I'm here, and I have no idea how I've got to where I'm at. Or or perhaps you've pulled out into the intersection and all of a sudden uh, you looked, left, right, left, you did everything, you know, driver's ed 101, and then as you got out into the intersection, whoo, there's a car. Uh, I mean, uh, this happens all the time, right? Why, why does this happen? Why, why do we do those kind of things? And I, I think a primary reason uh, that this happens is because we have become too familiar with our surroundings. I mean, we've driven that route a hundred times. Why do I have to pay attention anymore? Uh, I, I, I've, I've driven home this way from work for the last 25 years. Why, why does it even matter uh, I, I come up to that intersection a thousand times and have never seen a single car, but now yet, uh, there's a car. You see, we, we grow blind uh, to the things around us. Uh, we grow blind as we get familiar with those things that are around us. And I, and I, I would, I would uh, say and suggest to you to this, this morning that I, I think uh, that for some of us, we've become too familiar with the resurrection story. 
That Easter has become uh, just another thing that we do, just another item on the calendar, and it has lost its power. It has lost its majesty. We have lost our Savior uh, in this day. We've become blind. We've, we've stopped seeing what is right in front of us, and tragically, it has had catastrophic results. We've missed the resurrection of Jesus. There is always danger in becoming blind to Jesus. Whether you've been a follower of, of Jesus for a long time or you're, you're still here and, and you, you don't know where you stand, uh, there's always uh, a, a danger of becoming blind to Jesus. Blindness is a problem. Spiritual blindness is a problem. Today, my hope is, is that you would meet Jesus and that you would allow him to give you the gift of seeing. That today would be the day that you see the Lord just as Mary did. I have seen the Lord. I, I hope that today, by the time we get done here, you will have seen the Lord. That you will understand his glorious greatness and his love for you that passes through all understanding. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about Mary. Mary of Magdala, or Mary Magdalene as you uh, may know her. Mary has a history with Jesus. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verse 2, we learn this. And also there was a woman who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmity, infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Wow. Seven. Could you imagine could you imagine what it, would have, what it must have felt like to have that burden lifted off of her? And, and how uh, those seven demons being cast from her must have changed her life in a way uh, that maybe some of you understand. Maybe, maybe some of you have had a demon released off of you. The demon of alcoholism, the, the demon of, of drug addiction, the, the demon of lustful thoughts. Maybe, maybe you know exactly what Mary felt. But in that moment when she met Jesus and had those seven demons removed, it changed her life. And she began in that moment to follow Jesus. And when I say follow, I don't mean in some kind, of, some kind of way that we talk about following Jesus. But I mean she followed Jesus. Where he went, she went. She was there with him from this point on. And they developed a relationship that was close. And because of that relationship, we can understand why as you keep your text open, look at John chapter 20, verse 11. And it says, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. You see, Mary, she was tore up. Because not only did she lose the guy that cured her and healed her from seven demons, but she, she lost a friend. I mean, death is hard, right? If you've, if you've ever walked that path, you know that death is hard. And I don't want us to miss for a moment the emotion that Mary felt on this morning. That, that there was pain here. She, she lost her friend. She lost her confidant. She lost her healer. But more than that, she lost her Lord. They have taken away my Lord. You see, Mary... She knew that there was something special about Jesus. 
Jesus wasn't just some other prophet. Jesus wasn't just some other teacher, but Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus was the one that was supposed to come and fix all the problems. He wasn't supposed to die. He he wasn't supposed to be in a tomb, but yet here here it is. And, And her world had come crashing down all around her. You see, Mary in this moment was blind. She, she, she couldn't see. She couldn't see everything that Jesus had taught her as she walked with him. And now, as she sits at the tomb, she can't see Jesus. And we know this is true. If, you, if you'll pick up with me in John chapter 20, verse 12, it says this, And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. You see, she was looking right at him, but she didn't see him. She becomes so familiar that she had lost sight of what was going on. And then in verse 15 it says that said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. You, I'm, I'm not going that Mary... was lost. Mary had no hope. And I'm drawn to this question because I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think some of us are trying to do life on our own. Am I wrong? I I, I think some of us are are like Mary. We've we've shown up at the tomb of Jesus and and we we know that there's hope there, but but man, if I could just do it lately, she said, if you just tell me where his body is, I'll, I'll carry him away. If you just, you just, I'll, I'll just keep trying to do this on my own. Jesus, you can, you can be an add-on later. But right now, I, I'm going I'm to keep trying to do it myself. Notice what Jesus said to her. He said, whom are you seeking? Whom are you seeking? I, that, that question struck me. I, I, I think... There's a lot of questions in the Bible, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of answers in the Bible. But I think as far as questions go, that one question is, is interesting. Whom are you seeking? Can I ask you, on this Resurrection Sunday, whom are you seeking? Can I ask you, on this Resurrection Sunday, why are you here? Because Mama invited you? Mama said, you, you got to get down to the church house today. There's a new preacher. Are, are you here today because it's Easter and you just know that's where you're supposed to be is at church on Easter? And, and don't, don't misunderstand me. I am glad you're here. And whether you're here because Mama wanted you here or you're here just because it is Easter, I'm glad you're here. But once again, the question still stands, whom are you seeking? See, are are, are you here seeking something? Are are you here looking uh, for the Savior? Uh, Whether you find yourself here with no faith or you've been saved for over 30 years, we all need Jesus. 
We all need to turn to Jesus, that without Jesus, all we're attempting to do is fill a hole in our lives with pleasure and comfort that will never, that will never match up to Jesus. Like, like I, can, I can drink all the Diet Coke I want, but guess what? I still ain't going to have what I need because what I need is Jesus. And you see, a lot of us this morning are seeking something that offers nothing. That today on this Resurrection Sunday, what we have to see is what Mary was missing, is that Jesus is alive. That Jesus is our hope. That Jesus is our answer. We need a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus, and He is alive. And Mary in this passage is showing us a lot of what we are. Mary is at this tomb, and I, I don't know that she's expressly looking for Jesus. I know she says she's looking for Jesus. But I think what she's looking for is comfort in whatever she can find there. Now, that doesn't undercut Mary's heart or Mary's love for Jesus. Don't, don't misunderstand. But I think Mary in this moment is just looking for something that isn't Jesus. She's looking for a body. She's looking uh, for, for an act to do instead of looking for the Savior. A lot of us are there, right? We know we need Jesus, but we do Jesus-y type things. I need Jesus, so I read my Bible. Church, your Bible's not Jesus. You find Jesus in the Bible, but it's not Jesus. Friends, the church is not Jesus. Sitting in a pew here today is not seeking Jesus. Listening to Christian radio isn't Jesus. Listening to your favorite preacher on TV isn't Jesus. Jesus is the, 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 the creator, the sustainer. He is our hope. He is alive. He is all that we And so sometimes we get caught up looking for what we think is Jesus, but isn't Jesus. May we stop for just a moment and truly desire our risen Savior. May we, may we seek Jesus and remember to stop at his feet as we look at him. May we seek Jesus and remember to cast off our burden while we're there. Remember, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. May you stop substituting the creator for the created. Well, we have a habit with that, don't we? We substitute the creator for the created. Oh, it leaves us hurting when we desire to fill our lives with things that aren't the Creator, it leaves us hopeless. Look, just look back at Mary here. She is frantic. Do you notice that when Jesus says, Whom are you seeking? she doesn't even answer his question. She's, she's all over the place. She, she, she's, she's so singularly focused on her goal that she misses that Jesus is there. Mary's in a bad way. Emotion has overtaken her. If you would, she is running around like a chicken with her head cut off. She is frantic. She needs peace. She needs calming. She needs to see Jesus. And that brings us to verse 16. This is, the good, this is where it gets good. If it ain't got good already, this is where it gets good. John chapter 20, verse 16, Jesus said to her, Mary... She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. 
I just, as I was sitting and I was, I was praying and thinking about today's sermon, I, I was just imagining what this must have sounded like to, to Mary. And as Jesus looked at her, and could you imagine, I, I hear a softness in his voice, Mary. I, I hear a, a tenderness in his voice, Mary, 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 Mary. You know, sometimes I think that we think that God, in moments like this, where we just seem to have lost our way and lost our faith, that in these moments, he just throws up his hands in exasperation. He says, you know what, I'm tired of this. <laughs> if you can't see it, I'm just not even going to try no more. I mean, I'm right here, Mary. Well, what's your problem? We've been together all morning. Come on, wake up. But no, our Lord, our Lord, this is my Jesus. This is your Jesus. He, he looks at her. And he simply says, Mary, Mary. And in that moment, her eyes are open and she sees. She sees for the first time again. <laughs> I mean, she already knew Jesus, right? Now she sees him again. I, I, I'm reminded of, uh, uh, of 2 Peter as we think about the patience of the Lord. And 2 Peter 3.9 says this, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Man, praise the Lord that he is patient with me, right? Because I don't know about you, but I know about me, and about me means I'm a bonehead. And sometimes I miss what is right in front of my face so often, <laughs> come on, that, <coughs> that if it wasn't for the Lord and his patience, man, where would I be? Where would Mary be if the Lord wasn't patient? Mary. Mary, it's me. It's Jesus. So patient. Uh, I'm reminded of, of John chapter 10 and verse 27, and it says this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Mary heard the shepherd's voice that day. Praise the Lord. You know what, I don't know about you, but I remember the day the shepherd called my name. I, I remember the day that the, that the shepherd called me from my life of sin that led unto destruction and called me unto life that is everlasting. Oh, what a day that was. And, and here's, here's the thing I want you to get. So we're looking at Mary. and we're here's the, Friend, Jesus is calling your name. Jesus is saying your name. He wants you to see him. He wants you to know him. He wants you on this Resurrection Sunday to know that he is alive and that he is not in the tomb, but that he has a, a, a plan for you and he has hope for you and he has, a, he has a life for you that is better than anything the world could offer. <clears throat> so gently he calls to us. So patiently he waits for us. Stop looking past your Savior and stop looking right at Him. Stop seeing all the things and all the frills and all the happening. This morning what I hope that you see is Jesus. Like, like I love the music and I love the, the, the blossoming of the cross and, I, and we're going to take communion here in a minute. I, I love all those things and they're good things, but if you don't see Jesus, they're a waste of time. They are. If we're here and we don't see Jesus, you've wasted your morning. 
Man, I, I don't want to waste a minute of my life in service to the king. I, I don't want to miss. And here's what happens. Here's, I'm sorry. If, I, 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 just as an aside, I yell sometimes. I'm not angry. I just, it just happens. Just comes right out of me. Uh, some of y'all even wondering why they put the mic on me. And so, <laughs> praise the Lord. It's like, man, this guy is nuts. And so, but that's all right. We'll get there. We'll get there. So in verses 16 and 17, you see Mary seeing Jesus. In 17, you see her clinging to Jesus. And he, he says, whoa, whoa. He says, and I don't, and, and don't read this like Jesus is being cruel. I think he let her hug on him for a minute. But then he's like, hey, I have things to do. And guess what? Thank you, Dur oh, thank you, Jimmy. And so I have things. I yell. I get through. It dries right out. And so I have things to do, and you have things to do. You see, when you see Jesus, it puts you on mission. Like if you've truly seen Jesus and you can keep it to yourself, I don't know that the Scripture knows anything of that. I don't. I don't know that the Scripture knows a Christian that doesn't want to tell other people about Jesus. You look at Mary right now, so don't cling to me. I want you to go and tell them. And what does she say in verse 18? This is where we started. Mary Magdalene went and announced. Now, this wasn't a quiet meek. This was a, like a, a herald on the sidewalk saying, Boys, you ain't going to believe what I just saw. You ain't going to believe what I just saw. I saw the Lord. And then she carried on with whatever he had told her to say. You see, when you see the Savior, it changes you. You're not content to just go through the motions anymore. You're not content to just sit and warm the pew. You've got to tell somebody about this, that, that my Jesus is alive. That my, my, and and, and can, I, can I just share, this isn't in my notes. This is free, and so I'm off the clock for this. This is free. You know Jesus is still alive right now? He's, he's ascended at the right hand of the Father, and in the same way he went, so shall he come back. But that was a bodily resurrection. Like somewhere right now, Jesus is still in, in human form, seated at the right hand of the Father. He is, he is still alive. He is still available. He is still working. He is still all-powerful. He can still deal with your problems. He can still walk in your seasons of uncertainty. He has not left us nor forsaken us. This morning, our Savior is alive. Would you see him? Would you see him? Would you see him? Christian, who are you seeking? I think sometimes the longer we're with Jesus, the more likely we are to let the worldly things take his place. We, we, we get satisfied with substitutions and not the real thing. But guess what? Jesus is still saying your name. Jesus is still calling you to himself. He's still saying, come home. Come home. All ye who are weary, come home. Some of you here today, I, I don't know that you're truly seeking Jesus. I, I don't truly know that your heart is here to see the Savior. You're still 
trying to do it on your own. You know, like, I'll, I'll give Jesus a try when everything else fails. Like, like, once I get to the end of my rope, that's when I'll go to this Savior you speak of, Pastor. I'll, I'll continue to try to fill that hole with booze and, and, and carousing and, and, and sports and, and fishing. And, oh, I'm sorry, did I hit too close to home? And hunt, oh, no, it's turkeys. And whatever it is. Instead of with the one thing that is the only thing that can fill those holes in your life. Ain't nothing wrong with fishing or hunting. Those are good gifts of a great God. But when you try to substitute them for the good God, you miss out on everything. Some of you are listening to a voice this morning that's not Jesus, but it's the enemy. Ah, it's okay if you just go to church once a year. It's okay if you, if you miss out every once in a while. You're, you're listening. Yeah, yeah, focus in on the, on the Easter eggs. Focus in on the bright colors. You know, think about you know, some of y'all are already to the ham dinner that is to come, and you've lost focus already. That there is a God who wants to save you. That there is a God that wants you to be with Him. Do you hear Him calling your name? Do you hear Him, do you hear him like Mary heard Him? Man, the love, the tenderness. Preacher, you don't know about me. You don't know what I've done. Jesus does, and he says, come on. Well, Pastor, let me, let me clean my life up. Understand that if you keep trying to clean your life up, you'll never get it clean. If you try to do it on your own, you'll never get it done. It's a never-ending battle. It's like trying to clean the pollen off your car. As soon as you get the car washed, it's right back, right? That's where we're at. Today, each of us, whether for the first time or we're recommitting again, can agree with the writer of the hymn, Amazing Grace. I love this song. I think it was good. I think the Lord's worked this out today. I saw the Lord. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Once ago, was blind, but now I see. Was blind, but now I see. Can, can, we, can we get on the same page as Mary? Can we see the Lord? As the, as the musicians come and start to play, uh, the altar is open. Would you come? Would you listen to Jesus? Would you hear Jesus? Would, would you say, you know what? I see the Lord and I want to I commit myself to him this morning. Would you come to the altar? Would you come Christian and say, you know what? I haven't been living up to what God has called me to. I, I finally see him again. Would you come? As we open the altar and the music begins to play, would you Would you come?
Amen. If you would be seated again. Baptist calisthenics. This time we are going to do and celebrate one of two ordinances that we practice as Baptists, the one being baptism, but today we are going to celebrate around the Lord's table. We're going to take a moment and through the elements, through the bread and the juice, we're going to think about what our Savior did for us on the cross. Don't get ahead of me, not yet. I hear a lot of rattling. Let me talk, and then we'll, then we'll come back to that part, okay? I know some of you are getting warmed up, but just, just hold on with me just for a minute. <laughs> this, is, this is more than just a wafer and more than just juice. This is this is something to be serious. This is, this is actually taking the Lord's body. Now, we're, we're not saying this is, actually is the Lord's body, but it is a direct reminder of what Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary. And at, with that being said, this should not be taken by anyone who hasn't yet put their faith in Jesus Christ. If you're saved, but you're not a member of this church, we would welcome you to take this with us. If, if you're not saved, if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, just leave it on your pew. Nobody will judge you. No one, will, no one will wonder what happened. Just let it go. At the same time, you ought not take this unworthily. Uh, the Scripture talks about some who take it unworthily. They eat unworthily with sin in their heart. And, and Paul says now they sleep. Friend, if, if you've got some sin in your life that you haven't confessed, if you've got some sin in your life that you haven't turned from, make that right right now. Get that right before you take this. Don't take this in an unworthy manner that would, that would be disrespectful to our Lord. And so as we'll take it today, what we'll do is we'll take uh, the, the bread together, and then we will take the uh, juice together. And so, um, and I'll, I'll, I will lead us, of course. Um, some of you have already figured it out. There's a little plastic um, cellophane wrapper on top. You're going to want to pull that off first to expose the wafer. And so, uh, as you take your time to do that, I'm going to ask Miss Robin to play. We're just going to take a moment to reflect, ask the Lord to take anything from us that we haven't confessed, and just to get our heart right before the Lord. So if you would, just take a moment. Father, we thank you for this body that was broken on the cross of Calvary for our sins. Father, that took our place, my place, on that cross so that I could have life, so that I could have hope. So, Father, now as we think upon these things, help us not to take it for granted. In Jesus' name, amen. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me let us eat in the same manner let us prepare uh, the juice and pause for just a moment to reflect upon the blood that was shed on Calvary.
Father, we thank you for the blood that was shed on the cross. We know that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Father, we thank you that Jesus did what I couldn't do, that he perfect and blameless went and paid the price for sin. And Father, as we take this cup now, help us not to take that lightly. Help us not to think about this with a, a passing, fleeting a moment, but, but said, Father, that this would be something that we think upon regularly. We pray all this in Jesus' name. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us drink. Praise the Lord as you take that. You know that he is sweeter than that juice. Amen. Let's stand together for the benediction. All right. We're going to sing. I had to get that. I had to know what we're doing. So let's pray together. Father, we are grateful uh, that we've been here in this place again. We are grateful uh, that we serve a risen Savior who is in the world today. Father, we are grateful. I do pray that, that you've opened the hearts and the minds, that you've allowed some to see Jesus this morning. That you've allowed them to know Jesus this morning. Some may have put their faith and turned from their sin to you. And Father, as we go wherever it is that we're going, to be with family and friends, to celebrate this resurrection day, bless it. Help us to be mindful of what we are celebrating. Bring us back at the next appointed time. Give us boldness as we go out and proclaim your gospel. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll be in the front today as you leave, so if you'd like to shake my hand. But thank you for being here. God bless you. Go with God. We'll see you next time. Have a good week.